0: The Lexus NX is crafted to take on the modern adventure called life. Alexa, what's the quickest route home? With Amazon Alexa compatibility and the advanced Lexus safety system, the Lexus NX is modern utility for the modern world. Because modern obstacles require modern solutions. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. Amazon Alexa and all related logos are trademarks of Amazon.com Inc. or its affiliates. Not all Amazon Alexa functionality is available for in-vehicle use. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you.
1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I am your host, Samson Folk, and you're joining me after a real stinker, a real nasty game for Raptors fans to watch a loss to the Boston Celtics, who are kind of a pseudo rivalry, I guess we'll say. 122-100, to basically not within reach at any point during this game. Frustrating performances from a number of Raptors and really, really impressive performances from a number of Celtics. Basically, a lot of things aligning in this game that you would not want to align for the Raptors. So, 122-100, the first loss they've had so far in the bubble. And this comes after, I think, Raptors Twitter and a lot of Raptors commentators, journalists, sports writers kind of were teeing off prior to this game about how much slander they were going to get off about the Celtics. And now uh, we're all eating humble pie, it would seem. But anyway, let's get into the game and the game in which the Raptors didn't get into for a little while, I'll say. They were very, very sluggish to start and the Celtics were very energetic. The Raptors' defense was holding up in the half court. I would say in the first half, they were doing a pretty good job. And especially in the first quarter, I think doing a very good job of keeping the Celtics actions kind of limited, always taking away their primary option, always making sure they go to their second option. But the Celtics getting some points through just great sharing of the ball Tice showed a, a flair as a passer that he doesn't show often in games, but is is there occasionally, and it came out against the Raptors, doing a really good job of passing from the middle back out to the, the perimeter, getting the Raptors' defense in motion, scoring that way. But a lot of the actions after 21 points scored in the first quarter for the Celtics, a lot of the actions were restricted by the Raptors. On the other end of the floor, the Raptors, I think, objectively sluggish, and I don't think it's crazy to say that. A lot of their actions uninspired, not run with great pace at all. The pick and rolls super lazy. The Celtics were able to get over most of the screens that were set. The corner offense with Marcus Saul and usually including Fred VanVleet in the in the play, one of the most viable options for the Raptors early on. Both of them looking like far and away the two the two best players on the Raptors, the best performers when looking at Pascal who is supposed to be kind of the unstoppable player in this matchup, very, very disappointing game. I don't think it's too crazy to say that. He wasn't able to press his advantages against the Celtics' defense. And so the Celtics, who have quite a few very, very impressive perimeter defenders in Tatum, Brown, Smart, and Kemba Walker is not a super great defender by any means, but he's a bit rapid on the outside when he can exist within an attacking defensive system like the Celtics. So all those guys working very well. When the Raptors guards, specifically, well, let's say the Raptors creators, Siakam and Lowry, killing their dribble a little bit too often, and having to make those point to wing passes back out, really bad news, because the Celtics are hyper aware, hyper active, and long at those positions, and they jump those passes, and so the Raptors had to extend their offense out, so basically every play they're getting a little bit farther away from the bucket. They're starting the action. They're starting the play later in the shot clock. Basically, everything in the offense is out of whack. And so they go to the corner offense with Marcus Fred Van Vliet. They run some split action to get some stuff going downhill. A couple curl options for Van Vliet, Powell when he came in a bit later. But largely, the Raptors, 14 points in the first quarter, were dominated by the impressive perimeter defense of the Celtics. And that continued for most of the game. It was... A super impressive effort from the Celtics. And I did say this on Twitter and after watching so much of Pascal Siakam's game this year and doing that big piece on Siakam that I had about his big matchups, wherein I mentioned he is one of the ideal players to go against the Celtics because of his his attributes, his skills, was not able to pick which ones he should be applying in this game. And so Siakam, whether you look at post-up, pick-and-roll ball handling, spot-up, A lot of different types of plays. He's in the 50th percentile, but his length, his agility, and the fact that he is around 50th percentile in a slew of plays means that he is decent at enough things that he can counter a lot of stuff, which means that he's really hard to scheme for, especially for teams that don't have an inherent Siakam stopper, let's say. And so what we've seen early on in the bubble... Or these bubble games, I should say, is Siakam having a tough time reading what type of action he's going to be successful in against a certain defense. Boston, for this game, had him figured out with really aggressive schemes and just wanted to make Pascal go to something he's really comfortable with, which was the post-up. And he probably should have been trying to get downhill more often and turning the Celtics defense and making them pay for their super overzealous, really aggressive perimeter defense. If he can break through the first line, he's looking at one-on-ones against guys like Tice, who is a good defender, and Robert Williams, who received a lot of play in this game, who he should be able to outfox. And when we're thinking about Pascal not doing that, that affects how the whole team operates, especially when Tatum is playing on Lowry at certain times. And Tatum is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. He's not OG level, I don't think, but he's very nearly there. Jalen Brown as well. A lot of different great defenders and Marcus Smart, all three of which have a credible claim to an all-NBA defense spot, the same way a lot of Raptors players do. So they're basically blitzing a ton of the Raptors' actions, and when they're blitzing the actions, you have to be able to attack and go downhill because they're coming at you. And a lot of the Raptors players... Just did not have it tonight. They were not willing to meet that intensity. And it's kind of like what the Raptors do to a lot of teams happen to them. Now, the Celtics aren't as good a defense as the Raptors, I don't think, at their peak. But they are one of the better defenses in the league. The lineup that they had out there initially, super impressive lineup. They got enough done offensively. And the Raptors turning the ball over and making mistakes led to a lot of transition offense for the Celtics, just getting them out running where they didn't have to contend with the Raptors' half-court defense, and that led to the Celtics being able to wear the Raptors down, create a difference in the game, going up around 20, 30 points to where the Raptors. The intensity falls off a little bit, so that the Celtics, who have kind of an egalitarian offense at times that maybe is better suited to attack the Raptors' defense... And they have a lot of isolation-heavy players who can handle the Raptors' blitzes, their motion-heavy defense, and they can read the back line better in a good position to make the Raptors pay. And so once they were getting out running, once they got kind of into a groove, we saw a lot of different players for the Celtics hitting shots. And that was after halftime, prior to halftime, where Kyle Lowry tried to make a charge himself. That felt kind of flat. The Raptors just couldn't get anything going in this game. And that's the worst part about this game is that... Well, or maybe the best as far as what the Raptors are looking at. And for the Celtics, maybe a bit disappointing for them. But it's hard to glean anything that matters from this game other than the Raptors showed their absolute floor. There were a lot of really poor performances. And credit to the Boston Celtics. Their aggressive defense, their really talented defenders played a huge part in that. And the good thing for the Celtics is they showed... Very near their ceiling. They played an excellent game on both ends of the floor. I thought that they were really clever passing around the Raptors defense. I thought they were so aggressive and so diligent in the way they defended the Raptors. And very intelligent scheme. They attacked the right people on the Raptors. They made it difficult. And that was good for them. They won the game. They took it. They flexed their muscles in this one. And that's good. The good thing for the Raptors, though, is I don't think this was truly emblematic of where the team is. And while well, it did indicate that there are some places that Boston can press, if there is going to be that second round series that everybody is gearing up for, I think that's that's good for Boston. And maybe they this is good for their confidence too. But there are still a lot of counters for the Raptors to use. If you had an idea of what this series was going to look like before this game, I think you should probably still be sticking to that prediction. I don't think this should sway anybody, but for tonight, Boston, far superior team, played great, were able to get their players in great positions to succeed. A lot of corner threes, which the Raptors typically give a lot of. But the but Boston, you know, playing really well offensively, getting their shooters those shots instead of, you know, kind of pseudo-shooters who take 1.5 three-pointers a game that now have to... Heave like six, just because the Raptors' defense is making them go that way. The Celtics, pretty good job of getting around that, still allowing their best players to play with the ball in their hands, still letting them play make. The Raptors, for the most part, pretty disappointing creation effort in this one. Not a lot of like Marcus and Red Van Vliet. Marcus all just because the corner offense is kind of his offense. And it was a nice counter that the Raptors had early just to try and get any type of offense. And Fred Van Vliet, for the most part, pushing really hard in this game. And we've seen him push and push and push in the bubble so far. He's been one of the most impressive players on the Raptors, however many games we're into it. Four games that are seeding games, and I guess seven overall. Fred has been really good, really impressive. But the Celtics, I think, did a great job of scheming for Kyle a great job of scheming for Pascal and just making the Raptors feel the heat of that, of those matchups. And that's basically it. As I said, there's not much to glean from this matchup. The Celtics were hitting a lot of threes in the second half. The lead just kept going up and up and up and the Raptors, they couldn't contend. They couldn't score. It was a lost game from three or four minutes into the second half. And that's just, that's how it played out. So, there are a lot of things to dislike in this game, and I think I laid them out, and I think we'll see the Raptors respond properly, but for tonight, for this game, Boston definitely deserved the win. They came out really aggressive, they played a great brand of basketball, and they beat the Raptors partially at their own game. They, they did a fantastic job tonight, and they made the Raptors look like schmucks for a lot of the night. Some of that self-inflicted on the Raptors' end, whereas you look at a guy like Pascal, Super poor decision-making, not very good at reacting to the stimuli that was coming at him. And then you look at a guy like Kyle, who's now being loaded up on by guys like Smart and Tatum, that maybe Pascal has the counters to if he's willing to press it. Kyle doesn't. Kyle needs the screen. He needs to be able to go into the lane downhill and get the bowling ball actions. But if the the Celtics are going to hedge those actions and get over top of screens because Serge isn't bringing it as a screener, even Gasol not bringing it as a screener, then Kyle is going to have a lot of trouble creating, especially when those guys are all so long and restrict passing lanes so much. So I think it's not all Pascal's fault, of course, but Pascal is supposed to be the X factor in this series. I think Pascal is the guy who has to press his advantages and get the Celtics defense into rotation so that the Raptors, more so diminutive guards will be able to get to spots on the floor where they're more comfortable instead of always being crowded above the break and killing possessions and just not being able to get anything downhill. Nothing below the 45. And also, just the Raptors' bigs didn't really have it tonight either. Not super aggressive on the dive. Not able to find the pacing. Just almost nothing went right. And we had basically 12 minutes of garbage time in this one. I think Stanley Johnson probably played the best he's played, he got an end one, he had a three, he did a lot of things that Stanley Johnson should be happy about doing, I think, so good for him, Paul Watson got some minutes, so Blake Murphy should be, probably enjoyed that, same with Kelsey O'Brien, fellow, well, I guess Kelsey is at Raptors Republic currently, Blake obviously of the athletic, but not much to glean from the fourth quarter. If you're looking for lots of improvements in this game or a precursor to the playoffs matchup, I don't think this was it. I think this was a super poor performance from the Raptors and a really impressive performance from the Celtics. They deserve you know, they deserve the win, one hundred percent. They shellacked the Raptors. And I think that's how I feel about the game. That's about it. Rarely do I ever get to go outside the box for the Reggie Evans Award. I think usually it's very evident who the guy is. But tonight, I feel like there's an opportunity to move towards a guy that doesn't often get the shine because he's not often as good at the game of basketball as a lot of his contemporaries on the Raptors. But tonight, the Reggie Evans Award goes to Rondé Hollis Jefferson, who I thought was very good at finding the cracks in the Celtics defense for what it's worth. His nickname is... Ronde hustled Jefferson at times. So, I, you know, that's meaningful too. But once again, not much to glean from this game, but I thought Ronde, uh, he did his job. As far as how many people on the Raptors did their job in this one, not many, but you can count Ronde as a job doer. The top quick reaction comment from Niagara underscore dude, Niagara dude, says Raptors could not make their shots and Celtics protected the paint very well. Give Celtics credit. They were more prepared to play, and you could see it early on that they wanted it more. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I'm pretty sure you just summed up the entire podcast in a very short amount of time. Maybe you should have my job, dude. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I I agree with the sentiment of that. The Celtics earned this one. They played awesome. They looked like a super good team. If they can play that way all the time, Good for them. They might be able to make really big noise in the playoffs if they're this team all the time. And the Raptors, if they're this team that they were tonight all the time, not going to go very far. However, comma I think that they are more like the team that beat the Heat and the Lakers than they are the team that played tonight. But hey, maybe that's biased, but this is, you know, it's a Raptors podcast. And I am Samson Folk, and that's all for tonight. I hope you enjoyed it, whether you're getting into it in the morning,
0: So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.